Hello, my name is Frank C. Uh, my phone number here is 310-658-2296, and that's Pacific Standard Time. Um, let's see. Uh, I became abstinent in uh, September the 4th of uh, 2005, and um, I was over 400 pounds. And the other day I was at the doctor's and I weighed uh, 235. So I've kept that off for, wow, uh, 17 years. Um, and let me tell you a little bit of my, my story. Um, I came into Ovaries Anonymous uh, miserable, uh, you know, trying to find a better way to lose weight. I mean, I've lost, I lost weight before. I did Weight Watchers. I had doctors and gyms and did all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I had the illusion that I could control what I was putting in my mouth, um, but I didn't. And, um, you know, I, my life was, I was angry all the time. I was angry at the people at work. I was angry at my wife. Um, yeah, in my life, I was I, w I was feeling physically bad, of course. Uh, I remember I had a problem with my knee, and I went to the doctor, and they said I had arthritis in my knee, and I'm saying, well, isn't I, aren't I kind of young to get arthritis in my in my knee? And and of course, the doctor looked at me and said, Mr. Chavez. Uh, you know, being overweight can make it worse, and I'm, and I don't. Of course, I never wanted to hear that. Um, and I'm in another fellowship, and uh, I remember about ready to leave, and this nice young guy came up to me, put his hand in my shoulder, and he said something as simple as, "When you're ready, I'll take you to an OA meeting." And he walked away from me, and I was so mad at him. How dare he think I have a problem with relationships and with things with my wife? I mean, the weight had nothing to do with it, you know. So, anyways, the seed was planted. And um, in 2005, I came in in January. And, you know, that, that was another thing of Frank. Uh, Frank would do this thing where he'd say, well, I'm going to start this on Monday, or I'm going to start this next month. I am going to wait until, you know, whatever. Um, and so, you know, I, I couldn't start in December. I had to start in January. And so I walked into a room in Overeaters Anonymous in January, and there was uh, three people in that room. There was this tall blonde woman and two other people sitting in the corner. The people sitting in the corner looked like they were very upset and angry, and I'm going, hmm, and the, the blonde woman jumped up and gave me a hug and said, welcome home, and I'm going, I'm not home. I don't know what this woman's talking about, and, you know, they gave me some literature, and they started talking, and you know what? It was like blah, 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 blah. I didn't hear a single word except the part where they said, you know, try five or six meetings and find one you're comfortable with, and so that was a Monday, of course. Again, I couldn't start on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So on Tuesday, I went to another meeting, and this meeting was a totally different. There was about eight people, and um, I walk in, and um, I, I, it, was, it had a totally different vibe. And uh, 
when I was starting, that was about the time Katrina was happening in, uh, you know, New Orleans. And I remember hearing a share from this one lady where she said, you know, when she watches this drama, this tragedy going on on TV, it makes her want to eat. And she's being judgmental. I'm thinking, well, why don't you turn the TV off? But, you know, the, the group didn't do that. The group actually almost stopped the meeting and they gave her a hug and said, it's okay. And it was the first time I'd seen anybody be nice to people that were overweight. Um, I mean, just that support and understanding kind of nice. And, uh, you know, I think I w it, it sort of like hit me that maybe I found a home. Okay, so here I am. I come in in January. I buy uh, Overeaters Anonymous, the book, and uh, I'm still going to one meeting a week. And, you know, sometimes I binge before I go to the meeting, and sometimes I binge after the meeting. And, you know, I'm not losing any weight, and I don't know what's going on. I'm going to the meeting, and I bought a book. Come on, I should be losing some weight. And, um, yeah. Uh, eventually what happened is I realized I needed some help and I, you know, I hate to ask for help, but I, I started looking around for a sponsor. And there were two women at that meeting that said they were sponsors, but I, when I asked them individually, they both, of course, told me that they only sponsor women. And so I'm going, okay, so where do I find the men in OA? And they told me to go to this meeting in near my house. And I went to that meeting on a Saturday morning, and uh, of course I came in late and sat in the back, and there were only three guys there. And the oldest guy, um, there was an old guy, I, I, this is how I seem, I'm very judgmental, there was an old guy, uh, uh, I call a fat guy and a slob guy, and I'm going, well, none of these guys have what I want. I want to lose weight and get out of here. And uh, I left. I didn't stay for the end of the meeting. Uh, but, you know, in the week, during the week, I went back to the, my uh, Tuesday meeting, and I said, i got to get a sponsor. So the following Saturday, I was back, and this time I sat, get, got there early, and I said, okay, I'm going to let Chance pick who's going to be my sponsor. I said, you know, when I would go to school, the smart kids sat at the front of the room, and the kids that didn't want to participate sat in the back. So I said... Whatever guy sits closest to the front, the, there, it was a podium meeting. Whoever sits closest to the podium will be the guy I asked to sponsor me. And the old guy came in and just almost sat up and put a chair next to the podium. So I'm thinking, oh, God, the old guy. But anyways, the old guy at that time, I found out later, had over 30 years in Overeaters Anonymous. And I asked him to be my sponsor, and he gave me that look. Uh, he gave me his phone number, and he said, call me at 7 o'clock tonight. And so that was the Labor Day weekend in 2005. And so that night, my wife and I were going to go have dinner and see a movie. And my wife's going, when are we leaving? And I go, I have to call this guy at 7 o'clock. And so at 7 o'clock, I call him. And he's asking me all these questions, like how many meetings I'm going to. You know, am I really going to try this program? He has all these questions. And I kept saying, yes, yes, I'm going to do it, whatever you want. And... So what I finally ended up do, agreeing to is uh, that night I was going to make a list of all my, he called them alcoholic foods, some people call them red light foods, 
and I was going to email him to him because he wanted to talk to me tomorrow, the next day, at 5.30 in the morning. And I'm going, 5.30? Why 5.30? And he goes, that's the time I got open right now. And I'm thinking, what kind of idiot is called having talking to people at 5 o'clock in the morning about food? But anyways, I said yes, just like I said yes to everything else. And that was my journey into Overeaters Anonymous. I found a sponsor, and I started calling him regularly. I gave my food away. I started working the steps with him. Uh, I started going to more meetings, um, making the outreach calls, doing some reading and writing. Um, and, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was following direction. And uh, I, I was following direction because I didn't know what any had, I didn't have anything better to do. I, I, I just wanted to get better, you know. And I, and I learned in these rooms that, you know, um, I'm not a bad person. Uh, you know, if I eat Oreos or I eat potato chips, that doesn't make me a bad person. I'm a sick person and I need to get well. And, uh, so here's my my sponsor, and he's he uh, is guiding me down this path. And uh, you know, I had that sponsor for ten years. He ended up passing away after about ten years. He got sick, and uh, I worked the steps with him. I pretty much did what he asked me to do. I didn't understand what he was asking me to do, but I remember when I finished my fifth step with him. He said, uh, Frank, I want you to start raising your hand when people say, you know, is there a sponsor available? And I'm thinking, oh, I'm not ready. Uh, yeah. And he goes, Frank, you have, you've worked up to past step five, and we're going to keep working on step six, and you can help people that are behind you. And I said, okay. Now, he, at that time, I think he had about eight sponsees. And I'm trying, I'm juggling work and doing what I can. And I said to myself, oh, what can I do? How can I do this? And uh, I, I was thinking out loud and I said something like, maybe I can handle two or three people. I don't know. And he kind of chuckled and he looked at me and he goes, Frank, nobody's asked you yet. <laughs> and I said, okay. And I said, all right. And it took about a year and a half before somebody finally came and asked me. And then after, in that, in that first uh, time I got a sponsee, I remember within three months I had two more, and I had three sponsees. And when we got to the fourth step, they all left. And I went to my sponsor and I said, I'm doing something wrong. They're, they're not working. And he goes, Frank, are you still abstinent? And I go, yes. And he goes, well, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you, don't have, you can't make anybody not eat or eat. All you can do is work on your, do your program, and keep, and this helps you stay abstinent. And so that's what I kept doing. And, uh, yeah, my life has been pretty good since then. Um, I mean, I've gotten, I've gone through things with, uh, you know, my mother passing. Um, uh, about uh, six years ago, I came down with cancer. Um, you know, and I stayed abstinent through all this stuff. Uh, retirement, you know. Um, it's just the idea that... Uh, I get up in the morning and uh, I look out the window and, uh, you know, and I see it, it, it doesn't matter if it's, there's sun out there or there's, or there's clouds out there. It's a good day. I woke up and uh, 
I do. I get up and I do my reading and writing. Uh, I this is my. I have my third sponsor right now. Um, let's see. I do my reading and writing. Uh, of course, I start with my prayers. Do my reading and writing. I talk to a sponsee or two. Uh, then I call my sponsor and read them what I did wrote down. Uh, I make my outreach calls during the day. Of course, I go to more than one meeting a week. I and I take service calls. I do I do all sorts of stuff, and uh, you know, I don't know. I I can tell you some of the crazy stuff I used to do before Overeaters Anonymous. I mean, there were things like, I know I was uh, one time I shared I was uh, trying to eat some chicken in the car while I was driving, because uh, you know, because eating in the car was the best way to hide food, and. Uh, the chicken was too hot, so I'm, I actually roll down the window and I stick the chicken out the window as I'm riding down the freeway, trying to cool it off so I can eat it. And uh, after the meeting, I remember this uh, guy came up to me and he goes, Frank, you're doing it all wrong. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, you did it on your air conditioning and put the chicken up to the vent. And I said, oh, I never thought of that. And see, that's the thing. I knew I had found a home when that guy said that to me. I, I had a problem with, the, I told you, I, I was angry at the people at work. And at one of the meetings, one of the, the guys that shared, uh, he said something like, the, in the middle of the, his share, he goes, you want a better job? And I'm going, my ears perked up. And I said, yeah. And then he said, be a better employee. And I'm going, no, that's not what I want. See, and my sponsor did the same thing. I would turn around and, you know, something would happen with my meetings and I had you know, he wanted me to go to so many a week, and then I had a problem for a while because one of the meetings, I couldn't make it because of work stuff. And I said, gee, if I could just find a lunch meeting. And so my sponsor always, his answer was, oh, when are you going to start it? And I go, no, 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 I don't want to start a meeting. I just want to go to a meeting. He's going, Frank, you got he says, when you start a meeting, that's you know, you that's your meeting. And, you know, you, just, you have to make, you, this is the whole thing, Frank. It's not like what you get out of meetings is what you put into meetings. And, you know, that was that whole thing of, like, me taking responsibility for my actions. And uh, oh, there are many a time I didn't want to do anything. Um, and I'd call my sponsor sometimes, and I'd, I'd, he'd, he'd, he'd tell me stuff like, well, Frank, if, even if you had a rotten day, but if you can put your head down on your pillow at the end of the night, abstinent, then you had a good day. Oh, God. And I remember one time I had a, there was a car accident on the freeway. I'm coming home. Somebody hit me from behind. I hit the car in front of me and so on. And there was like four cars in this accident. You know, we all pull over to the side. And I'm just upset to the nth degree. And, you know, I'm thinking about, well, I got to turn around and I might have to get Can a loaner car. Five minutes left. Thank you. And, you know, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do, you know, with this whole thing. And I'm just so mad. And, of course, you know, I call my sponsor. And uh, I said, you know, you won't believe. This guy, idiot, hit me from behind, blah, 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 blah. And he just said, Frank, I want you to come up with 50 things you're grateful for. And he hung up on me. And I'm going, he's not listening to me. So then I started trying to come up with things, you know, like, well, nobody got hurt. I do have insurance. Um, you know, I think of my insurance policy, I even have like a car rental, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I just started going down and making this list, and I got about to 10, 
And I called him back. I said, look, I got 10. And he said, Frank, I said I wanted 50, but give me 10 more. And then he hung up again. And I'm thinking, this guy is not listening to me. But by the time I got to 25, I wasn't upset anymore. I realized how lucky I am. That I have a somebody who's listened to me on the phone and somebody that points out that, you know, it's my life is okay. I mean, you know, working the steps and going to meetings doesn't mean I'm not going to have a flat tire. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get cancer. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. It just means that I don't add another problem to my life by overeating. And, uh, you know, all the stuff I've been going through, um, yeah. Uh, the other day, I got some bad news with the cancer stuff, and I'm sitting there, and uh, I took my wife over to a, a pharmacy, and she's got, she went inside to get her pills, and I'm sitting in the car, and I'm looking, and across the street is a 7-Eleven, a convenience store here, and uh, I'm thinking, wow, I could go in there and get some potato chips, or I could go in and get something. What I did is I made a few phone calls, and then I called my sponsor, and you know, that's the thing. My first sponsor always told me things like, well, you can have that, but can you wait till tomorrow? And then, of course, but tomorrow come along. He says, well, you can have it, but can you wait till tomorrow? And this is a one day at a time kind of thing. I can be, I, I can be, uh, you know, somebody to the service, and I don't have to take everything personal. And, um, you know, I can take care of myself better than I did before I was in an OA. And, you know, I don't worry so much about, um, you know, uh, life as much. Um, you know, newcomers come to the meeting, and, of course, I give them my phone number. Uh, I say, call me. I get theirs, and I call them. Um, yeah. My wife is not in this meeting and, you know, not and not in this fellowship. And, you know, she, she'll eat crazy stuff, and that's her food. You know, it's not mine. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say other than, you know, what the, the best thing I ever did is, is just follow direction from my sponsor. I remember going to an intergroup meeting with him one time because he said, why don't you show up at this intergroup meeting? It meets on the third Saturday of the month. And so I said, okay. So I show up at the intergroup meeting. And they said they need somebody to do the uh, little newsletter that we do in our intergroup. And he looked at me and he says, Frank, raise your hand. And I raised my hand and I became the, the newsletter editor for three years. And you know what? That helped me too because he would, make, he would ask me to go deliver the newsletter to different meetings and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, well, why don't they come to me? But then I realized, you know, a couple years later that he was in introducing me to other meetings, to other people. And uh, again, it was helping with my abstinence and with my program. And I'm forever grateful that he was in my life. My second sponsor was great. My third one is just fine. I mean, I have arguments within myself where I'm thinking, why are they asking me to do this? But, you know, I just like my first sponsor, I, you know, a couple of years later, I realized it was to help me. And my first sponsor, I just finished with this, he, he always would tell me stuff, you know, Frank, I'm not anything special. Uh, you know, I don't walk on water. Um, 
and then I would always kid with them and I say, well, keep trying because I need all the help I can get. I really do need a lot of help and I don't do this by myself. I pick up the phone, I do my reading, especially I do my prayers. And um, today is a good day and I have a cup of tea in front of me. And uh, as long as I don't go near the kitchen, uh, tonight I'll put my head down on the pillow and uh, I'll have another accident day. So I want to thank everybody for listening to me, and I hope it helps somebody. Thanks. Thank you, Frank. Um, before you go, would you like to think of a topic for us to share on this evening? Sure. Um, I'd be happy to. I think, um, I don't know, um, just... Uh, do you want me to come back to you after I do the break? Okay, that would be fine. And then I'll, I'll okay. give me a minute to think of it. Okay, thank you. Okay, great. Thank you, Frank.